Thank you, Catherine. George Jepson has been the Democratic Attorney General of the state of Connecticut since 2011. He served 16 years in the Connecticut General Assembly as a state representative and a state senator and was in private practice before he was elected Attorney General. Attorney General Jepson is president of the National Association of Attorneys General and is emerging as a leader in the legal resistance to the Trump agenda. We're happy to have him joining us on Bloomberg Law. Thanks for being here in these busy days, General Jepson. These are interesting times indeed. <laughs> there are so many issues where Democratic AGs oppose Trump's position. What <clears throat> issues do you see yourself in court for Connecticut on a regular basis? Well, it all remains to be seen how, um, how executive orders or other action taken by the Trump administration unfold. It, depending on what they do and how they do it will determine whether we're, we're in court um, opposing what we view as a violation of the Constitution or federal law or supporting another state with an amicus brief or just opposing something as a matter of policy through a, a letter or, or a press conference. But the, you know, already Connecticut's been uh, taking legal action on the uh, Con Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Uh, we've also uh, supported California's efforts on, um, on uh, medium and heavy trucks, uh, fuel and mileage standards. Uh, and I, we've been in consultation with Planned Parenthood, both at the uh, at our state level, but also at the national level, for possible defunding issues and what a legal hook might be there. I'm sure there's going to be civil rights issues, not just with uh, immigration, but with uh, LG, LGBTQ uh, issues. You know, women's health issues, uh, people of color. Uh, you know, voting rights is going to be, uh, I'm sure, part of the mix uh, at some point going forward. And Affordable Care Act, the state one obvious example, uh, and I think states have um, uh, a lot of opportunities to take legal action on clean air, clean water uh, issues. Uh, so I think that the the, the um, clean power plan will be in jeopardy. So there's, we're going to have a full plate. Bottom line. <laughs> General, you definitely sound like you're going to be busy. I, I do want to ask you, since everybody's talking about immigration and the travel ban uh, in the last few days, I, I want to ask you about that. And in particular, what, why should states be involved in this this fight at all? Immigration, um, and, and certainly the Obama administration argued that Im immigration is predominantly a federal issue and one in which the president has an awful lot of authority. Why should states be involved in that? Presidents do have a lot of authority on immigration issues, but that doesn't mean that the states have no authority whatsoever. And we view this as uh, uh, resulting in measurable harm to our constituents, whom we take an oath of office to protect. And uh, and so um, we view this as a, unlike the Obama um, directive, this is, in our judgment, clear discrimination on the basis of religion, which is clearly unconstitutional. So um, there, there's a, you're absolutely right to raise uh, the, the executive powers in this area, but they are not plenary, and, and we have rights too. Well, you could ask the same question, General, about the CFPB. It's a, it was created by federal law. It's a federal agency, and whether or not it should be uh, it should exist or be funded as part of the federal government's responsibilities. What, what's Connecticut's position and other states' position as to why it is that you're getting involved in a lawsuit to defend it? Well, the CFPB um, is uh, set up to protect consumers, uh, and state attorneys general exist to protect consumers as well. But more significantly, under the Dodd-Frank legislation, it's 
state attorneys general on the ground who have enforcement powers over the regulations that the CF, CFPB promulgates. And so uh, this, this gets to the core of what state attorneys general do. Uh, we are strongly of the, of the perspective that the CFPB uh, was set up to be independent of, of political influence, and that's why the director was given a five-year term of office, much as the director of the FBI has a has a term of office, and same reason to to protect the independence of the agency. And uh, we see Trump is trying to gut the CFPB and and to fire uh, Rich Cordray, the excellent executive director, um, before his five years are up. General, you spoke before about Planned Parenthood, and you said you know that you're going to wait and have to wait and see what Trump does. We know that he has stated that he's going to try to defund Planned Parenthood, as has the Republican Congress. When you're meeting with representatives of Planned Parenthood, what kind of, of strategic decisions are you coming up with? Well, we haven't made any decisions yet on Planned Parenthood defunding. Uh, we're, again, waiting to see exactly how they act. <clears throat> of that long list of issues that I enumerated, there are some where, where the role of the state attorneys general are pretty clear. We, we clearly have standing in, in, on issues of clean air and clean, clean water. It's less clear uh, what our hook would be on Planned Parenthood, so we'll, we'll wait and see. Do you have any ideas? I, 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 I would add, though, that um, it, as state attorneys general, um, you know, we – we talk frequently and uh, and have different uh, you know, kind of subgroups uh, examining these issues. And have you come up with any ideas for ways that you might attack that? Uh, I'd rather not comment at this time because it's in, actively in discussion. G General, F federal appeals court last week. Uh, uh, rejected your effort and the effort of some other states to get involved in the CFPB uh, litigation. Um, is that a bad sign for you in terms of your ability to to play a role in these big national fights? No, the, the, the rejection of the federal court of our petition, we knew it was a uh, an iffy proposition because uh, we were intervening very late in the in the process, and so uh, they chose not to accept our petition. Uh, but uh, it was. It, it, didn't get to the merits of that issue at all. It was strictly a procedural motion. General, on some of the environmental issues, you've been very active, and the state attorney generals, you know, seem more generally to to want to get involved there. What are the specific things you expect the Trump administration to do legally that are going to cause you to want to intervene or or, or bring on a legal fight? Uh, the um, they are likely to. Uh, roll back uh, regulations and proposed regulations that that um, uh, promote cleaner air, cleaner water, and in particular, uh, they, it appears that on the agenda is um, to roll back uh, the, the clean power plan of President Obama's, which is directed at um, reducing greenhouse emissions. Is it? more of an uphill battle than the Republican attorneys general had uh, during Obama's time when they were they were suing him frequently. I believe they sued him like 48 times over eight years because you have a Republican House and a Republican senator and a Senate and a Republican president. Well, it, it might even it might be easier because of the draconian nature of of what they are proposing, and I'll use the travel ban as an example. This was uh, very poorly conceived. They, they didn't 
uh, run the plan, uh, didn't vet the plan with uh, the, the legal authorities within the State Department and other places, as I understand it. Uh, and so it was kind of slapped together. And when you slap something together and impose it overnight, uh, you can get sloppy and you can be error prone. So we may actually have an easier time in part because they're going to go push the edge of the envelope very, very far. And because of, um, unless they get their act better together, they're, they're prone to be sloppy. Legal fights like these are, are quite expensive. Uh, how much is Connecticut willing to, to spend on this type of litigation, and where are you going to get the funds from? Are you going to be getting help from the outside to, to uh, make your challenges? Excellent question. We are you know, resource-challenged in Connecticut. Um, you know, budgets are, are tight, and um, we'll have to you know, weigh, um, the, and I, which means I think we need to be strategic. We're not, I'm not... Um, interested in, in filing lawsuits just for the sake of filing lawsuits uh, because they can be resource um, demanding. But I, I think that we're ready for the challenge. And, um, but it's going to be an interesting few years, that's for sure. General, a lot of Democrats uh, supported President Obama when he did a number of things by executive order. You were mentioning the, the president's recent immigration executive order a few minutes ago. Now that the other party is in control, and President Trump is, seems to be using executive orders a lot, and there are some leaked drafts of other ones that people think might be coming. Do you think that the people on your side of the aisle are now going to be less likely to want courts to uphold executive action like this? Well, we have to be strategic, and, and um, as, I, as I mentioned earlier, and, um, you know, I, um, I've taught some constitutional law at one time. And I, you know, I think that presidents are entitled to uh, very significant deference on their choices for cabinets and other appointments. And I, so I personally did not sign on to any of the, the sign-on letters that um, opposing confirmation of, of his nominees. I'd, I'd rather stay in my lane and, and fight these issues on, uh, from a, a legal standpoint. Uh, and I also want to point out that State attorneys general continued uh, back in the, when George Bush was president, and Democrats were a little bit more on the offensive. And the last eight years, where the Republicans were a little bit more on the offensive, state attorneys general have worked very well on a bipartisan basis on on a lot of national issues. And where it's possible to find common ground with the Trump administration, uh, I'd love to find common ground. We're not reflexively opposing everything that he does. And I'll give you an example. Uh, we're, there's a, a multi-state invest, bipartisan multi-state investigation going on, uh, led by Connecticut on um, uh, price fixing in the in the generic drug uh, space, and we have a number of Republican attorneys general working on it as as well. And, and I hope that the Obama, the, the Trump administration, will continue to work uh, through its Justice Department um, on this issue as well. So we're we're not reflexively fighting everything. We're fighting things that we think that in, a, in good faith are unconstitutional or illegal. Just about 30 seconds here. Uh, Attorney General, do you feel that those who do fight everything, this idea of just fight everything, that that's harmful? I, I, again, I'd phrase it more um, in a more positive way, that, that we need to be strategic and, and, and pick our fights carefully. 
We are going to be talking more with the Attorney General of Connecticut. Attorney General Jepson is also the president of the National Association of Attorneys General. And we'll take a look at what he sees coming up, his role as the president, and what kind of weight that carries. Who decides who leads these fights that we have seen so many attorneys general across the country leading? And we've also seen the Republican attorneys general during the administration of Obama. That's coming up on Bloomberg Law. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.